millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Chuck Forrest, Mark Lowenthal, Joey Devine, Celeste DiNucci, Roger Craig, Sean Keane. Brad Rudder, Fuzzy Cohen, special guest Amy Schneider, Patreons Lee, thank you Lee, Daniil, thank you Daniil, Tyler Clark Brown, thank you Tyler, musical guest Greg Kin. And now, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And we are back with, of course, a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with our friend, your friend, your uncle, my uncle, America's uncle, dad. Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? Uh I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh I I did spend the morning with my nephew. And there's also another baby in my apartment who I'm not related to. Well, Sean, as long as you don't write anything down when you're hanging out with those babies, I think you're okay. You're not allowed to write anything down at the moment, because in no. solidarity the wga it's it's true Um, yeah sean i've just been actually recycling my takes from 
from old Patreon and from old round balls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apologies if this episode is bad. It's because we lost our writers. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's this episode is being written by chat GPT. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was rough. Yeah. Um, Sean, did you see the video? It's one of my favorite. It's my favorite video of the writer's strike so far. Uh-huh. Jay Leno bringing Randy's donuts to the picket line. I have not. I did not see that. Now, I heard a rumor, Joey, and tell me if this is true. But um, I heard that in purchasing those donuts, it was the first time Jay Leno had touched his Tonight Show. Money. <laughs> that I don't know. But what I do know is everyone should watch the video because it's hilarious because he gets out of a Tesla. First off, take your Model T to the picket line, Jay. Show those writers some fun. Um, but secondly, yeah. uh, he takes out the box of donuts, throws the top on the ground in the street, hands them over, and then gets back in the Tesla and drives away. <laughs> <laughs> So he, he litters. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. He litters or leaves it for the writers to clean up. Either Here's... way. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he litters and he gets right back in his Tesla and he goes home, Sean. I mean, <laughs> what? That support. Did he break the strike at the comedy store? Is that the legend? No, he led the he strike. And, at the he had Letterman store, organized but then it. He was so anti the writer's strike in 2009. He, people, he was like, he's in the WGA, I guess, but was writing monologue jokes because he can't help himself because he's addicted to both uh, old timey cars and monologues. <laughs> Do you think he was writing that, that all by himself? No, of course not. Yeah, was um, uh, his wife? His wife is not named uh, Maris, but it's something like that, right? It's Mavis. Mavis. Uh huh. Um. Anyway, I have some off. I I can tell you some things off. Oh, Mavis. Um, Mavis is great. Seems great. Um. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she's a typing tutor, I think. Um. Yeah. His wife, Mavis Beacon. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Leno's wife. Mavis Beacon. Um, you know who probably knows Mavis? Uh, Ben Stiller, who comes from oh, college, yeah. the uh, a long world of a long, long lineage of old timey comedy people. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Knicks, dude. Yeah. Before we do that, um, we haven't done this this year because I am an idiot, but. Wait, that's not the right one. Where is it? This is what I'm looking for. How have I forgotten to play this for two weeks? I, I don't know. I'm getting pumped, though. Sean, the Knicks and the Heat are tied 1-1. Oh, my God. And, uh, let's check in. Let's check in with Ben Stiller about how this series is going. Yeah. Um, a couple of tweets from Ben Stiller. Uh, let's go to Miami. Hashtag Knicks. Josh nice. Hart, New York. Heart emoji. Run, son. Uh, I can take Butler doing this, not Vincent and Martin. Josh Hart, come on. Julius is back. RJ locked in. For the Indiana Pacers today, it's all about expunging. 
All right, for the Indiana Pacers today, it's all about expunging. I always forget that I left that part. <laughs> Brun, son. Uh, Brun, son. Um, and of course, uh, I have nipples, Udonis Haslam. Can you milk me? Wow, that <laughs> honestly sounded like a challenge there. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so yeah. Is <laughs> my question about Ben Stiller? Yes, is uh, very famously running, running the show Severance that everyone loves Mm -hmm. on Apple TV Plus. Um, Yeah, it's the uh, it's like, what if Ted Lasso was depressed? (laughs) Uh, At one point, uh, he was he was sort of my boss. Yeah, well, we can we can talk about that off air, too. Um, It doesn't. I mean, yeah, it's not not like I interacted with him. Uh. But is the writer's strike uh, delaying Severance production just going to cause Ben Stiller to go deeper and deeper into Nick's mania? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to make Escape from Danamora 2. No, I don't think so. It's not realistic to think they'd escape a second time. Yeah. I didn't see that. I heard it was... I've heard it's great. Um, me too. I'm actually not sure how I would see it. It's on Showtime, I think. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, That's, uh, that should be covered by Paramount Plus. You can watch it after. The sponsor of our episode. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, Kevin Costner is getting divorced, by the way. So I wonder if they'll write that into the Yosemite storyline. It's not the Yosemite Yellowstone, show. Yellowstone. Yosemite is a different show. Is Yosemite uh, a show? No, but uh, if it were, it, would it be wouldn't be. As, it wouldn't be quite as right wing as Yellowstone yeah, is. Yeah, is that what you're what saying? saying. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Okay, um, um, Yosemite <laughs> is like a show about like uh, aging hippies in Santa Cru- from Santa Cruz who yeah. are like uh, having like, marital problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a marriage counselor yeah. <laughs> by Half Dome. Yeah, um. um, <laughs> um Sean, yeah, is Jimmy Butler gonna be able to get healthy and beat this magical Knicks team? I think he is, Joey. I think he is. Too. <laughs> I just think he's gonna like. I mean, they didn't. He sprained his ankle and it looked horrible. And then he played for the rest of Game One, and the Knicks didn't seem like they took advantage of that one bit. Right. Yeah. So that. To me, he seems like he has more will than anyone in this series, possibly the NBA, possibly the world. Uh, Speaking of Jimmy Butler real quick, Sean, yeah. have you seen any of those clips of Jeff Teague on that podcast floating around today? I haven't seen him yet, They're incredible. Uh, but I was ready to go I real just, deep. I just want to say... Shouts to Jeff Teague for being hilarious. Oh, wow. I don't know we why didn't it know. took so long for us to learn that. But uh, he, I mean, tells, he was in Atlanta and Indiana. That's why he tells the story of Jimmy Butler playing in that practice with Minnesota because oh, Jeff right. Teague was, was on, on that, that team. team. And he says that Jimmy Butler, while he was doing it, destroying the starters with the G-Leaguers, uh-huh. was just shit-talking the GM who was sitting in the stands the ent- whole entire time screaming, pay me. And then at the end of the game, takes off his Jordan warm-ups to reveal that he's wearing a Minnesota t-shirt 
and a Minnesota shorts, but he has cut the Minnesota part out of them. So <laughs> according to Jeff Teague, there's just a hole in his chest, square in his chest, revealing his nipples that just says Timberwolves. How did Rachel Nichols not reveal that? That's why she's off the well, NBA then coverage. Jeff Teague, then Jeff Teague describes, they keep practicing, and then they all take a shower, and as they're getting dressed... Rachel Nichols is then interviewing Jimmy Butler on TV. <laughs> Wait, was that fast? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, it's really great. He also tells a story about how uh it's amazing. How much of a bummer Bryn Forbes was during the Nets <laughs> during the uh Nets Bucks series. Uh, where Kevin Durant would hit a shot and then Bryn Forms would be like, I told y'all we can't win. <laughs> like, the entire time. <laughs> Jesus! Come on, man! Where Jeff All right, Teague Joey, is like, um, Jeff Teague says, I'd be up clapping, being like, come on, guys, you got this! And I didn't believe it, but I was saying it. <laughs> <laughs> man. Um, how close do you think, do you think Jimmy Butler has clinched his Jersey retirement in Miami or does he need to win the 1984 AFC championship <laughs> game for the Dolphins? Well, he has to sell out crypto, the crypto arena to get it retired in Los Angeles. That's as many true. times as Taylor Swift did. Um, <laughs> those banners are going to be blocking four of the Lakers title banners unfortunately <laughs> that's just how it is uh, uh, but... uh who do you think's gonna win that series Joey oh oh I had one more question sorry go ahead who is most likely to be banned from MSG for life after this series it's gotta be flowrider right the celebs are coming out yeah <laughs> I mean, his manager did get banned yeah. from the Heat arena. <laughs> um, but he was there dressed all in Heat garb, just, like, totally showing, like, totally talking shit to uh, uh, everyone at MSG. Yeah, did so his manager cool. just, did, did his manager just take the fall there? Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, what about, what about uh, Cash Warren? I mean, really I could famous see, enough. I could see Mello somehow getting banned from the Knicks. Yeah, that, that's MSG. true. It's actually more likely to be a beloved Nick yeah, than a yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be a fan from another team. It's going to be a fan of. The oh, it'll Knicks. be like it'll be that's, like Spreewell. Yeah, Spreewell will come to Game the, Seven yeah. and like yeah. Okay. That's who gets banned from MSG. It's not. It's not, uh, you're allowed no, to, root no. for, uh, you're just not allowed to uh, look at James Dolan wrong. Yeah. Um, and Ethan, Ethan Hawk claimed he was banned for uh, critiquing the team, but have you like seen Ethan Hawk in public <laughs> recently? Like, I don't know if he is necessarily has the greatest commitment to hygiene. I don't know. Um, Sean, I think though, to answer your first question. Yeah. I think the Knicks are actually going to do it. I mean, that's what that's what America wants, I think. Yeah, it's just like it feels like a real team of destiny thing. I don't know what's going on. Like, I mean, they're they're tough. They're not really as tough as Miami, but they're uh, a great deal more talented. Yes. And they have uh, 
I'm just not sure America is ready for the brutality of two more rounds of Miami Heat basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you who's not ready. The Celtics or the Sixers, both who have Jimmy Butler history problems. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Jimmy Butler like, couldn't even like bend his leg last year, and he was like three-pointer away from sending them home. Um, and you know he would love to beat the Sixers. Um, oh, oh, they oh. They bring him back. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. Well, he did show up at that contract negotiation wearing a Sixers warm-up jacket with Sixers cut out of yeah. it. So, <laughs> um, Speaking of uh, Celtics Sixers, that series is also tied 1-1. That's right. Uh, Big Joel game James won the MVP. came through. Oh, yeah. Uh, and um, they played just as well with Streetball Paul. With, uh, sorry, B-Ball Paul. I'll say they, they played play a little better. Yeah. They played a little better. <laughs> Even the Celtics were like, eh, yeah, that's that's kind of tougher. Um, look, I get that he's coming back. He did block a lot of shots in game two. And I, I guess the idea was that he takes a while to play himself into shape anyway. Uh, might as well just play him and get it over with. Um, but... Didn't it kind of feel like the MVP was the thing he cared the most about this yes. year? Yeah. Uh, I have the, I have a theory. I don't think I've shared with you on this podcast about how Joel Embiid finally got over the hump this year. Oh, what how, what was it? Okay, so do you remember when he first was trying to make the All Star team? Yes, he. What did what did he? Rihanna to date him. He was trying to get Rihanna to date him if he made the All Star team. What happened this year? She performed at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. clearly pregnant. And I think that was enough for Joel Embiid to finally kill the boy and let the man live. Like he was See, able to, he realized like she's pregnant with her second child. She's probably not going to go on a date with me anymore. Mm-hmm. I got to, I got to lock See, I don't I, think that's why you won MVP. It's a good theory. Okay. Um, I think you won MVP because Daryl Morey is the most annoying pe- person on earth, and people just wanted him to shut up for once. Yeah, they were just like, we don't even care who wins the MVP ever again. Yeah. As long as you stop arguing yeah. with me about it. By um, the way, Daryl Morey, we won't argue with you about that if yeah. you come on Round Ball Rock. We will exclusively talk to you about Broadway musicals Mandy and Manny Patinkin and your own uh, self produced, self produced? I think self produced musical. <laughs> Small ball. About a man uh, named Michael also, Jordan. By the way, speaking uh-huh. of an annoying 76ers GM, Sam Hinkie, you are not allowed to take a victory lap on oh Joel Embiid winning MVP. Um, no. <laughs> he because, was doing because it, then, but well, then he that should was have the to... obvious pick. It was a third pick. The only reason he didn't go first was because he was hurt. (laughs) Everyone said he should go first. (laughs) But also, he picked him third. It wasn't like, who else was he? I'm looking at this draft, Joey, because this Uh is is the 2014 NBA draft, if Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken here. Okay, let's go through this. Number one pick, Andrew Wiggins. Mm -hmm. Number two pick, Jabari Davis. Jabari Parker, Jesus. 
and associates. Um, number three pick was Joel Embiid. So he took him ahead of Aaron Gordon, Dante Exum, Marcus Smart, Julius Randle, and Nick Stauskas. Mm-hmm. Would any of those people have been realistically picked above Joel Embiid? No. No. Also, if he's going to take a victory lap, he should also have to run down the streets of Philly naked while people throw trash and vegetables at him while Nerland's Noel and Jaleel Okafor's highlights play on a jumbotron. Um, You can't just you can't get credit for one of your center. You pick the center every year. One of those centers is going to work out. Um, so that game, Sean, the Celtic yeah. Sixers, well, this episode's not going to go up before that game is played. Yeah. Um, this is probably going up Saturday morning would be my guess. Yeah. Um, Celtics kicked the shit out of the 76ers in game two, which is generally what happens when the home team loses game one. Um, yeah. what do you think is going to happen tonight? Uh, I think the Celtics are going to when Embiid is going to play less in game four and Philly's going to steal a game and it's going to create some real Ewing theory chatter, Joey, because I think the Celtics are about to win four games in a row (laughs) (laughs) and I hate the Celtics. uh, I mean, they should win. (laughs) The thing is though, it's like, the Celtics, it's you can talk about them like taking care of business or making mistakes and stuff, but but like if they're making three pointers, they're very hard to beat, and if they're not making three pointers, they look shitty. Yeah, and that's kind of like, I mean, I don't know how deep the analysis is because I guess I guess if they don't turn the ball over, they're they they're hard to beat are too. Weirdly. Uh, really bad at just dribbling the ball off their own feet. Yeah, you like you want to know why? Because they don't have a point guard. Yeah, they still just have. We're going on. I mean, they haven't had a point guard since Kemba Walker got hurt. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're like Malcolm Brogdon. He's off the bench. And yeah, um, the Celtics absolutely should win this series very quickly. But I still think Philly's going to steal one in Boston, just because. You know, Boston fans, things get close and they start flashing back to that marathon and they uh, they tighten up. Uh, I just look. I don't want to give Celtics fans credit for anything, but I don't see James Harden holding up to the power of Celtics chance at Celtics chance on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. They're going to be they're going to be saying like. Beardo. They're gonna be like shave it off. It. They're gonna shave do that it off. We can smell we it. Can smell it Chan, Ooh, it's, yeah, dude, it's gonna fall gonna apart. <laughs> uh, speaking of crumbling, Chris Ball's body. Uh, he's hurt again. Sean, who, <laughs> who could have predicted, predicted it, Joey? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, also in game two, Devin Booker pretended he was gonna fight someone. Mm-hmm. That's he does that. Um, he does do that. And uh, DeAndre, it's too bad bad, uh, KCP couldn't hold up one finger. (laughs) That would have been really funny. (laughs) One ring. Yeah, I've got one ring. Um, What were DeAndre Jayton? Jayton joke. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, DeAndre Jayton couldn't handle Nikola Jokic, and uh, 
Aiton actually played this series over 1,200 times on NBA 2K, so he he did predict that. Even a whole team of DeAndre Aidens with different uh, on the like plus trench side, coats the Suns and avatars. To nothing, but Kevin Durant is going to be in the next Call of Duty. So, oh, <laughs> I actually watched his uh, Billions scene today to to pump me up for it. Oh, how was it? Well, so Axe is trying to. Um, Get, I actually uh, don't care. Please don't. <laughs> well, he, he, here's KD plays it pretty cool because uh, Axe makes the the rich guy. He's like he's gonna donate fifty thousand dollars to your foundation, and Kevin Durant's like, uh huh. Kind of sounds like he'd donate a hundred thousand dollars to my foundation, mm-hmm. and then he's like, yeah, he probably would. And then Kevin Durant just goes, "What's up, Steve? Happy Bar Mitzvah! It's Kevin Durant," and that's the whole scene. Weird. <laughs> Um, it's well, he had to prove that he's a really good businessman, Joey. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm pumped. I think, I think he's going to have, uh, the power of Koppelman It's going to compel him tonight. Yeah. There is one thing I want to talk about before we preview the other series. The Nuggets oh, yeah. are going to, are the Nuggets going to sweep the Suns? That's actually a question. <sighs> I mean, it could happen. The, the, the Nuggets definitely seem like a team that is going to let phoenix uh steal game three yeah. at home <laughs> don't they don't they have that vibe to you i don't know the nuggets are just rolling so hard i don't they're rolling know. pretty hard they're rolling like um <laughs> oh man i can't remember the name of the guy who got ejected from the rolling loud festival joey um it was josh jackson josh jackson okay <laughs> um Sean- <laughs> They're uh, not going to be able to deal with that Suns and Six guy. That's going to be his new thing. <laughs> um, so, Sean, uh, before we preview the Lakers-Warriors series with yes. our guest of the day, uh, Amy Schneider, 40-time Jeopardy champion, um, I do want to ask you, there's one news story we should probably touch on that we haven't talked oh, yeah. about. Uh, Dylan Brooks was told by the Memphis Grizzlies that he would not be returning under no uncertain circumstances. No circumstances when he returned to the team. Um, Which is, I mean, considering the circumstances that have happened to the Memphis Grizzlies over the last couple of years, it's a bold claim. That's an all-encompassing promise. So, Sean, I want you right now off the top of your head to say where you think Dylan Brooks is going to be playing basketball next season. Oh, um, I hadn't really thought about it. It's weird because there aren't that many teams with uh, Houston Rockets. It's pretty good. I disagree though. Uh I have never once met someone who needs to be playing with Damian Lillard more in my life. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Right? Yes, it's the perfect move because they are gonna well they're going to be going at all in with no resources. Mhm. Yeah. And they already have to pay uh Grant this year yeah. as a free agent. They're already paying Nurkic. Throw in Dylan Brooks in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. It's yeah. I want him to go to Portland. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's going to be so tight. Uh, he'll wear so many wild outfits and they will. It's going to be so great. And like, I just I just want 
the power of I, I just want Portland to rally behind Dylan Brooks. Yeah, it'll be great. Corbin oh, will have good. to watch Dylan Brooks every night. I mean, he's not watching <laughs> okay. basketball, but uh, <laughs> once a month. <laughs> I mean, but but like that—that's what they need to do to keep keep Corbs in that Rolling Stone money. Think pieces on Dylan Brooks? Hell yeah! I thought you were going to ask me to 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 think of circumstances where they still might sign Dylan Brooks. And I was like, I don't know. Dylan Brooks fights a fifth grade flag football team. Uh, (laughs) Zaire Williams is lost at the mall because he followed the wrong set of shoes and they need Dylan to guide him back. Uh, I don't know. Like, like the team got too wide and couldn't fit on a bus. I don't know. What a weird team, Joey. You know who Memphis should sign? To be the a, new an Dylan adult, uh, yes, and his name is Harrison Barnes. Oh my god, yeah, uh, he'd be just really good. Bring there. a weird nerd in there, yeah, uh, chill everybody out. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, um, uh, all right, here we are with uh, let's go talk to Amy Schneider about Lakers Warriors, huh? Yep, we are here with our friend and yours uh 40-time am i right 40-time jeopardy winner amy schneider is it more now okay well i mean i i did also win the tournament of champions so however you want to count that in i think i'm generally referred to as america's sweetheart amy schneider yeah Yeah, that's that was actually in the rider joey i forgot (laughs) i forgot when i was removing the brown m&ms i forgot uh to um Amy is actually yeah. a huge Warriors fan, and we've known that since before she was on Jeopardy. Amy, how you feeling so far? I, I am feeling good. You know, I thought to myself, game five, round one, whoever wins that is going to the finals. I was like, I don't see how, you know, I don't see what, what stands in the way of anyone at that point. And then obviously, you know, that was somewhat hubristic and obviously any of the the three remaining teams in the West could, could still potentially beat them. But like, it's, you know, it's kind of wide open. And then, you know, with the bucks out, I mean, like who's left to, to really be super afraid of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling good. That's good yeah. because I went into game one being like, Anthony Davis is going to stomp whichever team wins uh, this game seven. And then I remembered, Oh, it's Anthony Davis. He does not play two good games in a row, generally. Yeah. yeah. No, he will. I didn't think we were going to sweep the Lakers. <laughs> I, uh, it, it's interesting because I know that, uh, you know, LeBron was kind of coasting a little bit in game two. He was taking a lot of outside shots and kind of like saving his energy for if the game was close in the fourth quarter. I, I would say that. I don't know if that's totally fair to LeBron, but that's kind of what I saw in game two. And See, now in I'm game just... two. I saw the worst game I've ever seen LeBron James play. <laughs> uh, he got backdoor cut like so many times, like just uh-huh. ball watching. Cause he thinks he knows the plays. And then it's like, guess who else doesn't know the plays? Moses Moody, Moody and Jamichael Green. They don't yeah, they, play enough to they, know the they, plays, LeBron. They're just running to the hoop when they see an opening. For sure. Yeah, there no, was but, it's, a, but it's like, he's 38. You know, I was 38 once. I wasn't giving my all. No. <laughs> Joey, when was the last time you would say you gave your all? What age? 
Well, physically, um, <laughs> twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine was mine was uh thirteen. I was yeah. really dedicated to my my eighth grade soccer team. And then I was like, I want to try out for the high school team, mom. And she was like, you're not good enough. Don't do that. And so that was kind of it for my. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think like the, the last time I really exerted myself in a, a sports manner, um, I was playing pickup basketball and I uh, took a charge from a professional dancer named Rain, R-E-I-G-N, a man and uh why was I trying to take a charge in a pickup game? I don't know. And then uh, I bruised my ribs and uh, my next month was miserable. And that's when I swore off uh, effort and mm-hmm. sport, uh-huh. sport, playing sports. I'm not good at that. Ba- I'm definitely not good enough at basketball to be injuring myself playing pickup. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, I played basketball in, I think, like fifth and sixth or sixth and seventh grades because uh, they the parents had collectively made a rule that you had to invite all the boys to your birthday party. Uh-huh. Uh, but they, some of them, they made a loophole. It's like, I'm just inviting the boys on the basketball team. So I'm not excluding the nerves. And so yeah. I joined the basketball team just to get invited to parties. Uh, and in two seasons, I scored a total of zero points, mm-hmm. including on occasions when the coach would set up plays entirely to clear everybody out and just let me shoot at an open basket. And I still missed. So so my my biggest basketball contribution ever is I played for a, a CYO team for my church in the Bay Area, and we made the semifinals, not thanks to me at all. Uh, we had these two cousins named Jerry and Reggie who were just gigantic 10-year-olds, uh, and they played point guard. And uh, in the semifinals, we were playing teams against Oakland because that's where the actual good players were. And my clutch contribution was being uh, – entered into the game in like a pity way maybe we were maybe i was required to play and i was in the game for like 10 seconds and someone uh bloodied my nose with an elbow and i literally think he just didn't expect anyone that short to be playing forward (laughs) but i was too slow to play anywhere else and uh, that guy ended up fouling out thanks to accidentally and i was bleeding enough that i mercifully was not allowed to come back in the game and that was everyone was able to nod and be like that was the reason that was why Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> we're worried about him um, uh okay so one thing that uh st- stood out in this game is that uh the the lakers have i forgot that dennis schroeder was famous for the level of his flopping mm-hmm. because you know like James Harden's kind of the king and there's other people who have had uh highlights but Dennis Schroeder has now done it on like five different teams right well he learned from the best Marcus Smart Marcus Smart so, um... yeah <laughs> but yeah I mean I mean like there's there's been more elite but he's the like lunch pail you know journeyman flopper yeah, like, yeah, the blue collar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a guy that's not around. getting any calls on rep. You know what I mean? He's uh-huh. <laughs> he's just hating the ground that hard and landing that awkwardly to earn it. Yeah, yeah. You know that's where you know I feel like who would have been really good at that is the professional dancer Rain. Yeah, he actually <laughs> he was like, let me let me work on your footwork there when you were crashing <laughs> to the ground. And, <laughs> 
that year I also wore a bodysuit for Halloween, and because of my rib, I I had to have someone else unzip the bag for me on Halloween because <laughs> I had to pee. It was a really low, real low point. I'm like, how'd you hurt yourself? I'm like, well, have you heard of Juilliard? Well, they <laughs> have a basketball team and <laughs> powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but like, to be fair, haven't all of us had our lowest points on Halloween? One hundred percent. Um, I have a question. Is there a Los Angeles Laker that you dislike the most? Um, well, you know, w- once they traded Westbrook, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know in history, like, and I guess I'm not supposed to say this anymore, but I fucking couldn't stand Kobe Bryant ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. You know, it is what it is. I'm not happy that he's dead, but I couldn't fucking stand him. And that <laughs> was like what got me into basketball was rooting against whichever team he was playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can see I don't think I don't think it's unfair to say that you did always rooted against him, but but do would have preferred that he was alive yeah. at the same yeah, time. I, I think, think that's fair. That's, I think that's fair. I don't yeah. think it's I mean, like there was a time. When you could have gotten like Bill Maher for being like, well, those 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 suicide bombers were pretty brave, and then you have to go on HBO and start yeah. doing cocaine again, and well, now, I guess, uh, yeah. now I just got to be like, you know, well, maybe he shouldn't have been in a helicopter. They're dangerous. Yeah. You know, we, that? yeah, I I was thinking that a lot, especially um, like okay, so I I went to Nepal last year, and one thing that you see a lot is helicopters, and like. Five percent of the time, someone's injured, and then the other ninety-five percent of the time, it's like a wealthy person. Yeah, yeah, just like didn't have the right coffee they wanted, and someone's helicoptering <laughs> it in. And so you yeah. you find yourself going from "I hope no one's dead" to "I wish that person was dead" like very quickly. <laughs> yeah. It's just their assistant flying it. Like, I don't know how to fly a helicopter. Like, do it! (laughs) We need cognac! (laughs) So, Amy, I have a question for you. You were a Warriors fan before you, um, you know, uh, became a famous person from being really smart on Jeopardy. But how Mm -hmm. many games winning Jeopardy did it take before the Golden State Warriors started giving you free tickets? Well, they've only given me free tickets for one game, mm-hmm. but it was, uh, I don't know, it was probably about like a dozen games in or so. Yeah. Um, it was, and it wound up being, coincidentally, it wound up being Clay Thompson's first game back. Well, that is like the best, amazing. that's like the hottest ticket in town, too. <laughs> yeah, at the time. and they were, uh, I they were upper tier tickets, which I was like, <laughs> come on. I'm famous. Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I did get into like the Chase Club where I did run into E40. So like you know can't it. complain about that's that. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And did, I did you have him ejected either... from the arena? Um... <laughs> this like, black know, man is standing. He was standing excessively. I couldn't help but point that out to the nearest security guard. But yeah, um, oh, yeah. And I did see either Tia or tomorrow Lowry, but mm. I can't tell which. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. You know what? Neither could Jack A. So she was on that show, right? Um, uh, yeah, she was. Yeah. She was. All right. Um, who is who is the Warriors' biggest celeb fan right now? 
Well, it's Guy Fieri. It's always Guy Fieri. Oh, I guess it is Guy but, Fieri. Well, I mean, Zendaya was at the game last night, and that did go viral. So, okay. yeah. Well, you know, Clay did date her uh, co-star from those Spider-Man movies for a while, right? I didn't, I didn't, know didn't Clay date say, like, from... the love interest from the first oh, that Spider-Man might movie? Be, that might, yeah, that sounds right. Actually. Laura Herrick or something. I, I don't. I think thought you were about to say that he had dated her co-star from Euphoria, and I'm like, wait, Clay Thompson is dating trans women? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is important news. I mean, he's <laughs> he's a, he's a, you know he's a real relaxed guy. He's like a. Likes the yeah. yeah you believe he's the captain. You know what I mean? He's yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you ever hear the story that uh clay thompson just has continued to just park his boat wherever he wants in san francisco (laughs) i i have not heard that no yeah there was a there's a restaurant right by the chase center and he would just park his boat there and just like leave it there and eventually someone reached out to the team and uh, i think mike brown had to like smooth it over and (laughs) buy him like a membership to the restaurant or something like that <laughs> but clay was just gonna keep leaving the boat there uh-huh. and just be like are you gonna you're gonna tow clay thompson's boat how does that even what? work do you own the water like, yes. you know, come on now no i've been well you got to be careful though i was uh for a fourth of july a couple of years ago a friend chartered a boat and we went out to watch the fireworks out under the bay only it was a real shady operation and we got pulled over by the coast guard like on the water and it seemed like they were going to like confiscate the boat, and I was like, I don't know how to get home yeah. from boat jail, whatever that is. It was very concerning. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> One thing you didn't have to uh, brush up on for Jeopardy was maritime law. Yeah. It's like the one thing you didn't study. <laughs> no, they do say that it, they they promise not to ask any questions about maritime law. That's, yeah. that's, that's it's, it's yeah. the Merv Griffin Enterprises promise, I think. He... Yeah, uh, he got in some trouble one time, and yeah. In all your games, how many questions about, uh, how many answers about basketball did you face? Uh, I'm not sure. Not a ton. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that I remember. I'm I'm sure there were some specifically about basketball. Yeah. Honestly, like the only questions I remember are the ones I got wrong. Right. And so <laughs> primarily the sports one I got wrong is where I saw Johnny Unitas on the screen, thought that's Johnny Unitas, and then opened my mouth and said, who is Joe Namath? And I have no <laughs> yeah. idea why, and I'm still so upset about it. But uh, yeah. Um, have you gotten any free tickets from any other Bay Area teams? Well, I've I've thrown out first pitches at the uh, Giants and at the A's. Okay, came with okay. free tickets at the yeah. uh, the Giants game. Uh, Wait, Larry they don't Bear make you leave like... after you do that. <laughs> I would I can see the A's doing that where they're like, uh, "Can I see your ticket, ma'am?" And... <laughs> no, the A's do not. They were like, "It was like, how many tickets do you want, like, for people to come with you?" And Genevieve was like, "Is there a limit?" And I was like, "It's the A's." No, no, yeah, like. <laughs> There are 25,000 open seats. We can bring as many people as we want. Yeah, it's like going to a TV taping of uh, an unpopular sitcom, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling, I was actually telling everybody, I think it was your bit, Sean, about like, you know, the Giants are so fancy and then the A's, it costs $2 and it doesn't have to be cash. Yeah, no, it does not have yeah. to be American money at all. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, Joey, were you there? No, you weren't there. So I was there... Um, for the playoffs in 2006 and we had tickets in the outfield 
And uh, we got there probably like 45 minutes early because it was really exciting. And uh, we passed the bathroom outside the left field section and a sign said closed for private event. And that was amazing. (laughs) Uh I've seen that. I've seen them do that before, though. I was not at that specific Uh, game. Yeah, but... I've been to those events. I can't really talk about it. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh... So I actually want to ask you about throwing out a first pitch. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Because that is something that will never happen to me. Um, how nervous were you? I was. I was reasonably nervous. I hadn't picked up a baseball since again. I was about thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got my one and only sports fan friend, which is another thing, by the way, I grew up in Ohio, moved out to the Bay Area in 2009, and nobody is into sports. And it was just shocking to me because in Ohio, everybody at least has to pretend that they're into local sports. But mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah, that's been a weird adjustment. <laughs> yeah. So I had one friend that is a sports friend <laughs> that went out to a park and, and like, let me practice uh, throwing, you know, throwing a first pitch to him. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I was... I was confident that I wasn't going to, you know, all I needed to do was not go viral. Right. Right. So it was like, and I was confident I could do that. Um, But, you know, I wanted, you know, I wanted to impress people and show that I have some athletic talent, even though I don't. Yeah. yeah, There was definitely some nerves involved. But you were better than both Steph and Aisha Curry at throwing out the first pitch. I believe so. Like it was in the dirt. But it was like in the dirt in a way that like a professional pitcher could have thrown it in the dirt. Like they would have done it 30 miles an hour faster, but like it wasn't like crazy out of the. Yeah. When you do Uh, it a second time, are you less nervous? Well, I mean, I was partly because it was uh, afternoon A's game. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, again, there was nobody there to see. (laughs) Um, You know, I I was hoping to to throw a strike that time, and I didn't that time either. So like that was that was kind of a bummer, but it was you know it was it was fine, and it was like it was I didn't accept the Giants game until the A's had also offered me. I was like I'm not gonna just do the Giants, goddamn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's fine. I, I appreciate that. See, I yeah. would turn down yeah. the Giants, would but that's because I am a freak. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, again, I'm ultimately a Cincinnati Reds fan, so it's like yes. <laughs> Well, you know, the, the the Giants have broken my heart in some ways. And, you know, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess you actually have one up on the A's from 1990. From, oh, yeah. Oh, man. And Tommy Hall in my school, who was an Air Force kid, was like a, a, an A's fan and a 49ers fan and had just celebrated them beating the Bengals in the Super Bowl a couple of years before. And so we were all very excited to get our revenge on Tommy Hall. Yeah, that that was a conflicted World Series for me because I'd been going to A's and Giants games, but then the A's had beaten the Giants the previous year, and I really loved Eric Davis. Mm-hmm. And, and then the Reds ended up winning, and he like dove for a, a, a fly ball and lost a kidney or something like that after. Uh huh. And Marge Shot would not like pay for his medical treatment, oh, and he ended up leaving the team. Because I did a I did a podcast about Marge Shot a few weeks ago. And just like being reminded of all the insanity that 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 such entailed. a cool yeah. lady, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, in certain ways, <laughs> there was so much strange stuff. And then I remember, um, I don't know why she was just so unpleasant that like the Nazi stuff. You were kind of like, yeah, I could see that. But then when she fired Davy Johnson for living with his fiance <laughs> without being married. 
that was and and i i just remember thinking like did she know he managed the the like the the, the worst he, yeah the, the, <laughs> well he, he managed the 86 mets like that's like being the leader of a street gang like yeah. <laughs> like like Davy Johnson's probably like that's the thing I got fired for like, 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 you clearly didn't yeah. do any like deep I mean, dives he, he's just lucky he didn't he's just lucky he didn't wear an earring or she would have been really pissed oh yeah that would have been it yeah. <laughs> all right so back to the warriors oh yeah so you yeah. moved from Cleveland Sorry, well, from Dayton, Ohio. Like, Dayton, yeah, yeah, Dayton. Sorry, is, I was... That is, that is the standard when I say I'm from Ohio. They're like, oh, Cleveland? No. 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 Yeah. I don't know why I said Cleveland, because I even knew it wasn't Cleveland. Um, So you moved from Ohio. <laughs> How do you pick, in 2009, the Golden State Warriors as your team? Oh, yeah, that is a great question. I did not intend to. Because, again, I was a fan of two teams that have been terrible for a while. The Bengals, in particular, had been terrible on an epic scale. And the Warriors had as well, essentially. But, like, they drafted Steph Curry. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'd been a fan of his in college. From Ohio. And- you were like, this guy's from Ohio? He moved. He's born in Akron. I mean- Did you not know that? <laughs> I mean, like, he, yeah, he's from Ohio. He's not in some from sense. Ohio, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but in any case, you know, I liked him and I was like, okay, that's cool. And then, you know, I would just, you know, put the game on while I was like, you know, doing chores around the house or whatever and kind of be paying attention. And then like about a year later, I was like, wait a minute, shit, I'm kind of invested in this now. Mm-hmm. You're this like, like, you know, I was... love Anthony Tolliver. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Turioff. Yeah. And like, yeah. You know, and it was like Don Nelson and and like, you know, and Monte was fun. I like, oh, my God, he it was just like I was so annoyed with myself because like, great. Now I'm going to have three shitty teams to follow for the rest of the time. <laughs> and you can't really ever get out. <laughs> like, like even people I, I hear who are like, oh, I gave up on that team. You're never actually out. Yeah. I mean, I have virtually given up on the Bengals like. You know, it wasn't easy to watch their games out here. The NFL is yeah. evil, even by sports standards. And I kind of stopped caring. But they were in the Super Bowl. And by God, I watched every minute and was really devastated when they lost in the exact same way as the last time they were in the Super Bowl. <laughs> where it was like they'd been leading and that they like, you know, and it was like, oh, they've given them just enough time. They're going to go down the field and win. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. And I was like, I I was sure I was past this team. I was sure I had stopped caring. And then, nope, still cared. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got you like 35 years later, too, yeah. which is the, the that's how it stings the worst. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, the, you know, it, it is funny, though, because some I had a friend who was working on a non-union joke. Mm-hmm. It was just a joke for Instagram. Mm-hmm. No one was paying. He's not a scab. He's also not in the union. So anyway, uh, but he just said, I mean, who I need... generally aren't. That's yeah. Kind of the whole thing. But anyway, and he was just like, would you what, what's like a sports team that would be the perpetual underdog? And at first I started to explain to him the history of the Washington generals. And I thought he does not want to learn this information. He needs a sports name. And I was like, and I was tempted to say Cincinnati Bengals. And I thought, no, they're actually, they're, they're, they're good. good. They're going to yeah. be good. In fact, for like, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna yeah. just not be bad yeah. for another decade. Yeah. So I said, like, pick between the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. Well, I, you know, I would have said the Knicks for a while. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of basketball, uh, oh yeah, you know, I was, I, I just, I just like, I knew that this, there was some kind of adjustment happening, and then it was like I had this whole moment of like, you know, the, the like, uh, the bot gold. That's Jamichael Green's music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like shocking. Like I, you know, somebody that I knew he was on the team, but you sort of forget, and then yeah. there he is in the starting lineup. Well, my my friend had even texted me and said, starting green, huh? I, I can't believe they're sitting loony. And I thought, oh, well, I, I get that they want to split up those bigs. And he was like, no, they're starting both greens. And I had to, I was like, both greens? And then I remembered like, oh, right. They're that other guy who <laughs> yeah played four so, minutes in game one and uh you were envisioning draymond green and then the draymond green with like a mustache that comes out after he's been ejected yeah, and yeah. tries to keep playing in the game. <laughs> right right yeah. no this is raymond green <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but uh you know i mean i guess it worked like yeah. i don't know how much of an impact green the wrong green had but like you know you can't com- can't complain about the results. I mean, he had 15 points, so it's got to be some impact. The Lakers are so funny because they like their whole plan was we're just gonna leave the bigs open, and because they did it in game one too, and then they put in Jamichael Green, and it was like they just forgot that this guy's like a 38 uh, <laughs> uh, percent career yeah. three. It's like the shooter. reason he's in the league <laughs> yeah. now. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, it made sense when I think about it. And I know Looney was sick, but I was talking to I was watching the game at this bar in North Beach with uh, a friend. And like it was it was the first time I've been out like having drinks in the city, you know, since 2020. And it was like a great time. Mm-hmm. But I was saying like, yeah, like in the King series, Looney was a better version of Sabonis. Mm-hmm. And in this series, he's a worse version of Davis. Yeah. So yeah. You've got to like do things differently. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh it's very strange that the what they picked the that Steve Kerr picked the guy no one thought he would. <laughs> yeah, when it was and then I, I thought they might start Gary Payton and then they didn't play him at all when yeah, the game was competitive. Yeah. Uh and you thought they might even start Kamingo, right? Yeah. Well, I mean I you didn't really think start. that. I mean but, I yeah. I want them to start yeah, Kaminga. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause... I'm not sure what I'm not sure what happened to him exactly. It's one of those things where it's like between Moody and Kaminga, it's like Kerr is obviously always liked Moody more, and it does make sense. But it's like watching Moody, you never see any one thing particularly special, and then Kaminga, Kim- you'll see things where like, yeah. oh shit, like he's got that athleticism, <laughs> yeah. and that sort of thing. But well, he's just not seems... overall as good. It well, it seems like the problem is at least from where I'm standing. Kerr can only stomach playing one young player at a time. So it's yeah. like in the regular season, it was Kaminga who was like their seventh man. <laughs> uh, and Moses Moody, I looked it up, had 32 DNPs this year. Um, mm-hmm. And yet the playoffs started, it was immediately no more Kaminga, time for Moody. And it's like, you can play both of them. Like yeah. at the well, in no, a game. Is, <laughs> well, he the one thing that, of, of Steve Kerr's that I genuinely feel I'm like he's obviously a great coach, and I don't know enough about basketball to criticize certain things like uh-huh. you know like rotations and and all of that. But like 
his veteran fetish, like, yeah. you know, I'll never forgive him for Anderson Vergeau, like, essentially, yeah. is what I'm saying here. Yeah, no, you're correct for, for doing yeah. that. It's the angriest I've been, maybe ever, <laughs> in my entire life. Because <laughs> the other brought him in two separate it, times, well, but right? But the other yeah. upsetting thing about it is everyone blames Festus Azili. They're like, he put in Festus Azili, and it was like... Yeah, but Festus Azili was at least good that season. Like, yeah. Anderson yeah. Farajal was in for three minutes before falling down. <laughs> and they they went back to that well. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it, it may, I, I can imagine it being a coach thing where it's like, veterans might fail, but they'll fail doing the thing you wanted them to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, who knows? But, uh, yeah. It's it's bizarre too because it feels like we're on the brink of Moses Moody uh like passing Jordan Poole yeah. in the playoff rotation. Now that might have been because Jordan Poole decided to uh come out wearing socks, as far as I could tell <laughs> at the beginning. He fell down about five times in two minutes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if Jordan Poole could string two quarters together without throwing the ball away in the last 30 seconds, that would be great. Yeah. I would love that. Like it's you know, I was such a fan of him last year and so such a believer. And it's been, I mean, I don't know. I think, like, I does he have small hands? Like, I genu- genuinely think that he, you know. He's like uh, the Alex Smith school, maybe. Sean and I actually have a very specific theory about Jordan yeah, Poole that yeah. we've actually never said in public. That I'm oh, gonna, yeah, we I'm haven't actually said this, here. yeah. If you watch commercials or moments when Jordan Poole is not in the game, he wears glasses prescription mm-hmm. glasses yeah when he's doing public appearances when he did the puppy drive when he's um, i when still he's don't in that understand NBA.com commercial he's i don't understand glasses. i don't understand what they're advertising in the one where he and wiggins materialized to play pickup i i don't know but <laughs> i don't i don't know what they're selling there <laughs> sean and i have a feeling he cannot see on yeah the basketball court <laughs> This is a Rudy Gay, early career Rudy Gay yeah. situation where his vision is just terrible. Yeah. And yeah. that's why he does some of the things. He can't tell where out of bounds is. Yeah. And this is the one thing that Celebrini is not qualified to diagnose. Yeah, no, he's exactly. not. He's not an optometrist. Yeah, he's. Yeah. yeah. And he, well, he would have him doing like weird isometric eye exercises, which wouldn't really get at the heart of the problem. But yeah. he's like, man, the core of my retinas is really strong right now. But that still doesn't really solve the problem. Yeah. Uh, and it, he's he's a little too far away from Bryce James, LeBron's middle son, who wears Kareem style goggles when he plays because mm-hmm. he wears glasses where we need to get back to a point where people are wearing glasses like Kurt Rambis when they play. <laughs> no. I see no downside to this. Like, come on. Okay, I have I have a question about how your experiences on Jeopardy may have affected your NBA fandom. All right. Do you believe that the first time a player goes to the, the foul line for free throws in a game, they should have to share a personal anecdote with the referee. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. That is garbage. I hated it as a person watching Jeopardy. I hated it as a person on Jeopardy. Like it's, it's very, it just kills the whole flow of the game for nothing. And yeah, 
I mean, I I mean, basically, but what you're describing is essentially the beginning of quarter interviews they do with the coaches. Yeah, yeah so. which are also well, I was thinking too, because you had to come up with so many of those. Mm-hmm. And did you really feel like you were just scraping the bottom of the barrel by the end of your run? Or I absolutely did. Had I had I finished out that taping day and come back the next week, I would have made some up. Yeah, like hundred <laughs> percent. I was out. Next time yeah. uh, they have you for a tournament of champions, or perhaps Jeopardy Masters, or whatever is happening. Jeopardy should, Extreme. Yeah, you should tell uh, Jeopardy X Holy Moly. Um, <laughs> they should have you. Uh, you should tell that story Jeff Van Gundy told last night about being a uh, Jefferino hot dog buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was it was insane. And and there were people who were surprised. He told that in the fourth quarter, right? Yes. Yeah. And my our our friend Harrison, who does uh the, the Laker Laker Nation man, SB Nation <laughs> basketball guy, uh was complaining. He's like, Yeah, this game's really out of hand. And I had to I had to tell him that a couple months ago during a nationally televised game. Uh, Jeff Ingo just stopped, started talking about how much he hated leftovers, <laughs> which was such a weird and and it took a long time because Mike Breen was like trying to get him to describe like like all leftovers, like any not fresh food. And he was like, you know, leftovers. What your mom made you eat leftovers? And Mike my, Breen's my looking at his watch is- like there are two hours to go in this telecast. <laughs> My my theory is that Jeff Van Gundy no longer likes basketball. <laughs> no, because he gets really excited if you mention the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. but not <laughs> if you mention any basketball team. Also, um, Joey, do you remember that story about Van Gundy making like driving between playoff? I was locations? just gonna tell that. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Amy, at one point two years ago, I think Jeff it was two Van years Gundy ago. Yeah. <laughs> told the story about how he drove from New Orleans to I Houston, think like, I think, right? New Orleans to what? Houston, I think. No, it, it was longer um, than that. It was, it was like, that. it was like... It was like to Cleveland then? Yeah, or New Orleans like to Cleveland, yeah. something like that. It was, it was like a, it was something like a 13-hour drive. But he described, he said that he did it with no music. Yeah. He didn't listen to the radio. He, he was like, or an I don't audiobook. listen to the radio. I don't listen to music. I don't listen to books. I just drive. Just. <laughs> <laughs> and it's wow. like, yeah, uh, you know, you can tell Jeff Van Gundy loves silence yeah. so just much. A, uh, just a miserable man from Martinez. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, he's from the same place as me, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird. Like, like. And it's funny because with Stan, I'm like, oh, absolutely, this guy's from Martinez. And yeah. with Jeff, I'm like, I don't know. It was, <laughs> I don't know if this would have worked. I feel like, like, I don't know, he spent time in New York. I feel like that changes people. Yeah, he well, left him. <laughs> he left Yale to go to like a junior college because he got cut from the basketball team, which yeah. is, that's a commitment to basketball, I would say. Wow, yeah. I mean, I guess it worked out for him. Yeah. I mean, but thank I, God I just can't Pat imagine Riley. that phone call with your parents. <laughs> like, guys, uh, yeah. So I, I still have my scholarship at Yale, but <laughs> yep. there's a community college outside of Boston. And... 
I know I was I did have an offer for a Supreme Court clerkship, but nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm good. Um man. Oh, and in terms of game shots, have you seen those commercials for the cube? I've seen some, yeah. Yeah. And I, I will say I don't think they got the highest level of celebrities mm, to be the guests. It says with celebrity guests, Shaq, uh-huh. Iman Shumpert, and more. Like I think, the well, Gabrielle Union is the, on the show too, but, but she almost doesn't from count. Shaq to Iman Shumpert <laughs> is like how many tiers of celebrity if, is that? I mean, it's like the leap from Shaq. To Iman Shumper. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy, there was a guy whose name I didn't recognize at all. I'm gonna look him up. Singer Jimmy Allen. Don't know I who he is. I think he's a country singer. A country singer oh. who has not well, appeared on the uh in the NBA uh celebrity game. Then I don't uh, know who he, is. he might <laughs> he is black so he may have if you are a black country singer you are automatically invited yeah. at least <laughs> to the nba celebrity all-star game but yeah kane no, brown's gonna see. shoot a lot i have i i have a publicist and the publicist is like batting around the idea of trying to get me onto dancing with the stars so i watched the last season a couple episodes and i was like yeah, I know about 40% of these celebrities, so mm-hmm. I would not feel out of place there. Like, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's like, because the thing about it is, it's like, all when I'm out in public and when I get recognized, like all the time it'll be somebody that's like, oh my God, and then say to their friend or whoever, oh my God, you know who this is? And they'll be like, no. Because like, everybody who watches Jeopardy assumes that everybody else watches uh-huh. Jeopardy, but they mm-hmm. do not. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm a celebrity within a very specific group. Yeah. That's the best kind of celebrity. Though. It is really. Yeah. I mean, I I can't complain. You know, I accidentally went to uh, a bar in L.A. that was like uh, almost like a Ringer Weekly Celebrity Tournament. Not like the Ringer, but I mean, <laughs> I went there just because my friend uh, was in L.A. for like a we watched we watched the A's. Um, wild card game like three years ago or something like that mm-hmm. and he and the bar was by the airport but for whatever reason we start coming in and i'm like i think that's that brad rudder guy from jeopardy and then i'm like i'm seeing all these other jeopardy people and it was like a random bar in santa monica and the whole time i was like i, I maybe yeah. we shouldn't play this bar <laughs> trivia it was very hard it was very I, I, very hard <laughs> I have not been there, but I'm familiar with the the bar you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like uh, it's it's like L L A. So weird that way in that there's also a bar that that people from the real world world rules challenge hang out at. Uh huh. <laughs> the Saddle Ranch. If you go there, you will see someone who was on like a uh, a real world from 1998. Oh, that, it's Beanery like it, too. Those they they oh, go right. they flip from there. It's very Beanery. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a it's a definitely a level of celebrity. Yeah. yeah. I also watched uh, Game One of the NBA Finals at that same bar, but it wasn't on Wednesday night or whenever that was. And I remember watching that and thinking, I'm glad Harrison Barnes is finally going to have a great NBA Finals. 
Well, yeah, after the game one, because he was the one. Yeah, he was no, the so one time good. I've done trivia down there. It was with I've got my two LA friends that I met uh, when I was at the Queerty Awards, uh-huh. um, who both met while working at TMZ. And so, like, I hang out with them, and they well, like I went to their trivia, and I was really trying to talk to the other contestants in this Jeopardy Masters thing. That after our last taping day on Wednesday, we just all go there and play as a single team. <laughs> it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to ask you one other. Um, oh, I have two. Okay, so the NBA Celebrity All Star Game this year um, had a couple of innovations. They had a four point shot. That's not. I mean, they're kind of ripping that off. Ice cubes. Big yeah. three league, but whatever. Uh, unlock a legend, and that allowed people to unlock a legend for a single quarter. However, the only legends available were Richard Jefferson and Carlos Boozer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Two the interesting very thing different that... uh, rookie <laughs> sophomore experiences, by the way. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, they really. Uh... Man, did you? Oh, yeah, you probably weren't a Warriors fan then, Amy. But uh, when. Uh, there was a year where Gilbert Arenas and Jason Richardson were both in the uh, rookie sophomore game. And uh, near the end of the game, Jason Richardson got the ball, the ball at the three point line, Carlos bounced it off his forehead on purpose and then, <laughs> and then drained three. a three. Yeah. <laughs> it was the greatest yeah. moment. He then won the dunk contest the next day. And it was <laughs> the greatest moment as a Warriors fan up to that point of living. And yeah, because it was like, well, they're not, they're never going to get a real all star again. So, this <laughs> well, is as good I, mean, as it's I think it get. was uh, like maybe four or five years ago, a red won the home run derby. And I was like, this is it. This is the pinnacle from now on. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Um, oh, oh, okay. So, the other thing they did was they had a two minute period where the point values were doubled, and everybody thought it was just for the team that hit the ruffles crunch time button Mm -hmm. but it turned out it was just for both teams so it was kind of random um do you like it should any of these ideas be incorporated into the nba playoffs and is ruffles crunch time just a daily double (laughs) well i mean i do like the idea that like the last 60 seconds of the jeopardy round all the point values are doubled um i mean look it it works for papa shot Uh so you know (laughs) why not the actual (laughs) nba no these are, of course, terrible ideas. No, they should not, should not be allowed. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I don't know. My, the my Ruffles per- four-point line, where it's uh, zigzagged um, like a Ruffle chip. Oh, Ooh, yeah. We do. Yeah. We are all pro-capitalism here, so yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Uh, the one the one rule change I, pr- I proposed once was, uh, I remember, I, I think it was Bogut, uh, like took a three point shot, made it, but his toe was like barely on the line. And yeah. I was like, if you have never made a three point shot in your career and your toe is on the line, it counts for three. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's my rule. I like change. that. Like you get the one. My our friend, rule, my proposed our, oh, yeah. rule change is dunks should count for four. Um, <laughs> that's just me. But you have to our dunk. friend <laughs> Our friend Kelly Dwyer uh has proposed that banked in threes only count for two, because clearly you weren't trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Oh, this is the last Jeopardy related thing I have. And I'm, I've, I've phrased it in the form. And anyway, um, this is the member of the, we believe warriors I'd most like to see on the current team. 
Um, I read it on that voice. So. <laughs> no, that's, not anyone who's ever. You know, it was, it was, it was better than Aaron Rodgers. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, what I mean, this question like, gets a jar of clay. To, to drink. I mean, it's you know, it feels like straight. You know, I mean, I'm gonna say Baron Davis. Like that's yeah. just, you know what I'm gonna say. Like I would like to come up with a cooler answer, but like I, you know, I also wasn't there. I was, I was watching it as a neutral fan that series. So, like, I don't remember that clearly. It was just very exciting to see a shitty team win for a change, you know. It like, was, I been, yeah. Like, had, it, had the matchups worked out any other way, I would have been so excited to root the Kings on, you know, know. in this playoffs. It would have been, like, kind of the same deal. Also, I think the Kings would have won a series um, if the matchups had been different for them <laughs> meaning yeah. the clippers yeah. stink that's yeah. what i'm saying guys uh, <laughs> yeah i think that's fair what was funny about that year too is that uh the warriors ended up having these celebrity fans who had literally never been showing up before because baron davis for whatever reason went, went to, to a, a performing arts high school <laughs> so he went to crossroads which is where our friend guy branham has said that uh your senior project used to be show running a season of wings. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you had to, to do to graduate. So like yeah. it, everyone was like, why are Jessica Alba and Kate Hudson at these games? And then it was because they were like high school buddies with Baron Davis. And that's also how Owen Wilson began playing at a Don Nelson's poker game. Oh, yeah. Well, in Hawaii. And then Owen that's, Wilson that became such good friends with Don Nelson that he took him to the Academy Awards one year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was a year, I think it's the year Siriana wins, where Don Nelson is sitting behind George Clooney. They keep Man. showing George Clooney, and he has a mustache. It's great. If there was a former Warriors coach I was going to be friends with, it would be Don Nelson. 100%. Yeah. In fact, There's that a, is the former We Believe Warrior I would like to bring back. Sorry, Steve Kerr. You're out. You're out. Don Nelson, you're in. Uh. <laughs> uh, the other the other thing that was great is that uh, it led to, um, I think it was Matt Barnes told the story about how they were all smoking weed after beating the Mavericks. And he claimed they were with Woody Allen smoking weed mm -hmm. and clearly he meant woody harrelson, woody harrelson. <laughs> for a day, people were like don nelson knows everybody <laughs> wow are the warriors canceled uh <laughs> no 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 we were all still fine with woody allen back then yeah yeah it was, <laughs> yeah he was still he was winning oscars with don nelson in the on maybe that's how they would have met i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Amy, we've hit the 45-minute mark. I think we're going to let you go. You've been well, all right. awesome. What is your prediction for the rest of this series? Um, I think, you know, I think Warriors in six. Like, you know, the, the, the Lakers will, you know, I'll, I will stop fearing LeBron James when he has officially retired for multiple years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, I can't say I'm 100% confident, but, you know, I, I think I think that they've got this. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, I just think that the, the Lakers don't have anything besides, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, which isn't nothing. But they'll be able to find a way to scheme around that because there's nothing else that threatens them. All right. My final question for you. Yeah. Which Laker tomorrow is Draymond Green going to do something villainous too? 
Uh, Hachimura. Yeah. No, I can <laughs> say that. Yeah. I thought I was thinking Vanderbilt, but Hachimura also a great guess. Well, I mean, I just want them to show. I mean, it seems so long ago that the Warriors were in Japan in the preseason, oh, and. Yeah. Rui made this really heartfelt speech in perfect Japanese, and then Draymond went, Kunichiwa! And then <laughs> said something. Well, like, then he said he wants to live in Tokyo someday. I'll never forget yeah. that. Well, I was like, Draymond Green wants to move to Tokyo? <laughs> <laughs> he that, contains like, multitudes. <laughs> all right. Like, reality show right now. Draymond in Tokyo. Like, just that's, yeah. Um, and Amy... Where can our listeners find you? And is there anything specific you want to plug? Uh, well, I'm Jeopard Amy on the socials. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and the smoking remains of Twitter. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, the Jeopardy Masters series is going to be airing shortly. And I'm in that. Uh, more importantly, my book is coming out in October. Uh, in the form of a question is the title. And I want everybody to buy it because I would like to get another book deal after this one is published. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have you in a, we'll have you back on in October uh, when the yeah. book comes out to remind people, or when you need the, the pre-orders to yeah, hit whatever yeah, whatever, whatever works yeah. best. So. Yeah. Well, we can our, our, we can you know, back we, in October to discuss all the NBA action in October. It'll like, be, that'll be great. That's that's when you get uh, season previews, though. It's actually perfect. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah. by the way, we were at one time the number seven sports podcast in Senegal. That's so yeah. you might have yeah. a few more friends <laughs> in West Africa than you realize. What up the cars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much amy thank you yeah thank you um great thanks amy that was great sean is there anything you want to plug um you can see me at comedy oscar in oakland california it's a fun show on tuesday may the 9th Get the tacos i don't know if the taco place is open it's in the parking lot mm -hmm. i bet yeah i bet i mean those tacos are really good if they're, they're really open good. yeah um <laughs> Uh, great. And uh, anything else you need to mention? Oh yeah, I have an upcoming album called America's Uncle Dad. We will keep updates there. Uh, Warriors stuff at Golden State of Mind. NBA stuff at Yard Barker. Giant stuff at Giants Baseball Insider. Nothing at all. My, my TikTok. <laughs> I think I'll. I think I might have a stand-up clip about the police. This week coming up, get ready. The actual, police? ooh, uh, it's the organization. Uh oh, so Stuart Copeland, you you're off, you're the, off hook the hook for now. <laughs> all right. For now. Um, all right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Actually, I'll do a real plug first. Uh, I was on the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast this week, talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees with uh, River Butcher and Jimmy Pardo. And the Rock Hall peeps. It was you know fun. what I got really annoyed about, Joey? I what? really tried to avoid who got, find out who got inducted because I knew you guys. I wanted to hear you guys learning in real time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then for some reason, the local news reported it. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, why was I watching the local? I don't know. I mean, 
Well, what's crazy is stay for the reveal at the end of that podcast where you learn Joe Quazala voted for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. What? <laughs> yep. He oh, my God. loves the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame so much. He started a podcast. He thought no one would listen. It became so much so popular in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame circles that they gave him a vote. So he's uh, like the guy that was like, <laughs> like a, like a true hoop blogger and then got drafted into the nba <laughs> yes. basically yeah yes um love joe love Kristen. uh good job guys uh and then you can always follow me on twitter at frankie muniz where four days ago i tweeted i miss rollerblading um there's no way he hasn't been horribly injured doing that in the past uh sean is there a song you want us to hear Oh, you know, that's good. Um, Do you have a Dylan Brooks one? I forget. I don't have a Dylan Brooks song. I have a... How do you not have a Dylan Brooks song? I haven't done that many songs this year, Joey. (laughs) I I will. I promise. I have now been back in this country enough. Uh, On the next episode, this is my pledge. We will have a special Towns Van Zandt parody song next week, next episode. What about this episode? Which song do you want me to play? Oh yeah, um, uh, are all, How about I'm o- I'm only sweeping a song about the 2019 Western Conference Finals in honor uh, of Dylan Brooks's team next year, the Portland Trailblazers. Great. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And shut it down. Hey, if you're hiring in LA, let me know. I really need a job. <laughs> when Boogie got hurt early in the playoffs. Draymond Green needs a day off when Andre Iguodala strained his calf. Trailed by 15 in the first half, in the first half. Clay is tired, watch for Myers. Left step open for three, they're only sweeping. Everybody thought the dubs were loaded But then Katie's calf exploded All the bench rotations went to hell Had to lean on Jordan Bell What the hell Damien Jones got a star A curb ran fire But after all they're only sweeping. Keeping an eye on the curries when they're split jerseys. They're rooting for Steph, but the coaching staff gets rolling sevens. They even played Jacob Evans. Give the ball to Dre, step bombs away, and after all, they're only sleeping.
Keep an eye on the Portland small market energy Blaming the refs Dame says Portland would have won with Nurkic Zach Collins fouls Cantus Turkic when Dame tried to take the winning shot Draymond Green Got the block, what a swat Quinn Cook's puny, can't stop loony Bogut got a jam, they're only sweeping Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.